Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXP and today is the 16th of August 2023 and unfortunately guys, the global cryptocurrency market is down and since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.31% and in my episode yesterday guys, I did actually talk about Grayscale Bitcoin Spot ETF and looks like there might have been some update on the 15th of August but looks like guys, that date has been reversed and we might hopefully get an update by the 18th of this month and it could be possible that once again the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies might be fluctuating because of SEC's decision and as I mentioned earlier guys there is very little chance for Grayscale's Bitcoin Spot ETF to be updated so we'll definitely go and discuss this at the later part of the episode. Now one of the most important company particularly in the world of Bitcoin and other blockchain protocol is Blockstream and looks like Blockstream is getting heavily involved in Bitcoin mining as well and in my episode yesterday as well guys I talked about Bitmain which is actually planning to unveil the most powerful Bitcoin mining rig. So we'll definitely go and discuss what is Blockstream doing and what are the plans for Bitcoin mining and look guys the CEO of Blockstream that is Adam Back. Personally I do feel that he might be Satoshi Nakamoto but these are just my thoughts so we'll definitely go and explore what the news is regarding Bitcoin mining and we also have some unfortunate news and we have two of them in fact and the first news has to do with Binance and Binance is actually shutting down one of its project and that is called as Binance Connect so we'll definitely discuss that and the second unfortunate news is that to do with Prime Trust and Prime Trust has actually filed for bankruptcy and if you know the history of Prime Trust this should definitely not be a surprise so we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about and guys towards Far East we have some update and that is to do with Singapore and looks like Singapore's monetary authority has actually released regulatory guidelines for stable coins. Now there are two ways of looking at it guys. The first one is they're giving regulatory clarity that is great but the second is could it be possible that they're trying to protect central bank digital currencies and maybe they're trying to advocate CBDCs so we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about and guys like we do in every Krypton Coffee Day podcast I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East and the first news guys is all the way from Oman and looks like they have an ambitious move to cement itself as a blockchain hub in the Middle East and so we'll definitely go and explore what is going on in Oman and look guys if you are into running if you are into obstacle course race Spartan race which is one of the most premier obstacle course race they have a trifecta event in Salala and the news that I'm covering regarding Oman has quite a lot to do with Salala as well and that is in the world of Bitcoin mining too so we'll definitely go and explore that news and the second news guys is all the way from Abu Dhabi and look guys this is a massive massive news and Abu Dhabi's G52 is unveiling world's largest supercomputer and they're doing that for artificial intelligence training so it looks like Abu Dhabi is definitely taking the lead so far as artificial intelligence is concerned so quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode so let's kick start with it right away welcome to the Krypton Coffee at 8 the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space 
and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us, from the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates, and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events, and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE, and Middle East crypto and blockchain community coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto and Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXP journey, firstly Advanced Media. Advanced Media Cars is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and Manor region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East, representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DJI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact, guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three Ps. That is people, planet, and prosperity. Now listen, guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community. And in doing so, guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai, UAE. So definitely check it out. And also, guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing, and hosting training workshops, seminars, and community events that educate, inform, and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen guys, do one thing. If you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next, Shalook Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space, which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE, but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Charlotte Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now, what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates, so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, L for Larry. Now, instead of E, they've replaced it with Web 3, and it is the number 3, mates.xyz. And guys, listen. Charlotte Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods, 
and then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now, if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out soulmeets.xyz. And once again, guys, the number is 3 instead of an E. It has all the information. And in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen, guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.premint.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out. And they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates, has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location global free tech events and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers a brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in metaverse and to grab their insights now listen all you have to do is download the app startup oi if you're using an android version go to google store and app store for ios devices alternatively you can also click on the show notes below to download startup oi next guys listen if you're into fitness if you're into adventure if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check there is a new podcast in town a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the middle east the podcast is called the race pace podcast so check out the race pace podcast across all leading platforms and the race pace podcast is a peer-to-peer community driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the middle east from sandstorm to spartan race from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge and also the Government Gulf Games and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. And these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. Now, in today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now, guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kick start by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. And as I mentioned earlier, guys, the global cryptocurrency market is down by over $100 billion since the last 24 hours. And as of today, it is at $1.16 trillion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.31%. The total cryptocurrency market volume is not looking good either. It is down to $28.24 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 4.58%. And look, guys, I was really hoping in the second half of this year, 
the volume of DeFi definitely picks up pace. Unfortunately, the volume of DeFi has gone back to worse and as of today, it is at $2.70 billion and the total value locked guys is well below the $50 billion mark. It is only at $41.25 billion. Now, so far as the total value locked is concerned, Lido is still dominating with $15.13 billion and one matrix guys which is extremely critical to look at is the decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance and I really am hoping at one fine day the dominance percentage would be somewhere between the 40 to 60 percent mark. To be honest I really am not sure when that thing would happen but as of 16th of August the decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance is at 10.87 percent and DeFi guys as of today accounts for 9.57 percent of the total crypto market 24 hour volume. Now what I tend to do guys in my crypto and coffee day podcast I tend to look at DeFi Llama for the 24 hour volume but for some odd reason looks like the 24 hour volume is not updated so what I'm going to be doing only today is I'm going to be looking at the 7 days volume and you also need to understand that last week there was a hack on Core Finance and because of that the volume of Core Finance might look a bit higher this particular week so let me just run through the 7 day volume of DeFi protocols and the first one is Unisop and the 7 day volume is 3.93 billion dollars and the second guys as I mentioned regarding Core Finance it is at 1.30 billion dollars and the third one guys is PancakeSwap it is at 1.24 billion dollars Maverick Protocol is number fourth and its volume is 647.98 million dollars and Dodo Finance guys it is at 477.97 million dollars now guys let's quickly look at the volume of stable coins and to be honest guys this number worries me quite a lot and it's a bit strange that in 2023 of all the volume of stable coins is low it is accounting for a higher percentage and there is so much of news surrounding stable coins and I really am not sure what is going on in the world of stable coins and I very specifically remember guys the whole drama in stable coins started towards September of last year and that was the time there was some strong drama particularly in the world of Circle USDC and Binance BUSD. Now all this thing being said the volume of stable coins is down to 26.72 billion dollars and stable coins guys as of today is accounting for 94.61% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume and later on guys we're also going to be discussing some news regarding Singapore and what they are planning to do so far stablecoins is concerned. Now out of this 26.72 billion dollars Tether USDT is accounting for 20.63 billion dollars followed by Circle USDC at 2.70 billion dollars and finally guys Binance BUSD at 1.34 billion dollars. Now let's quickly run through the market cap 24 hour trading volume and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum and after that guys what I'm going to be discussing is the decentralized apps protocol that are working only on Cardano blockchain and later on today guys I'm also having an interview with the CEO of Cardano Foundation that is with Frederick Greygard and I really am hoping I'm going to touch base on some of the numbers so far as decentralized apps working on Cardano is concerned but before that let me just quickly run through Bitcoin's market cap because unfortunately it has gone down and it is currently at 567 billion dollars Ethereum's market cap has gone down as well and it is at $219 billion. Now here's the interesting bit guys if you look at the 24-hour trading volume. Since the last 24 hours, the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin has not changed a lot. It is at $2 billion but if you look at the 24-hour trading volume of Ethereum, that has definitely picked up pace which essentially just means one thing guys. People are actually going ahead and selling their Ethereum and converting it into fiat currencies because if you look at the stablecoin volume, that hasn't changed at all. Now usually what happens is when the trading volume goes up, if the prices go down and if the stablecoin volume increases, 
we can make an assumption and state that people are actually selling the Ethereum and converting it into stable coins, let's say like Tether USDT or Binance BUSD. Unfortunately, that is not what is going on so far as Ethereum is concerned. Now, if you look at the dominance of Bitcoin, it is marginally pumped up and it is currently at 49.03%. Yesterday, it was somewhere at the 48% range and Ethereum's dominance cost is exactly the same at 18.90%. Now, guys, let's quickly run through decentralized apps that are currently working on Cardano blockchain protocol. Now, mind you guys, as of today, Cardano is still the number third protocol so far smart contracting platform is concerned. And if you look at its market cap, it is around the 9.8 to $10 billion mark. Now, the number one protocol is MinSwap. Now, if you look at the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to decentralized app smart contract over the last 24 hours, it is at $2.92 million. And listen to this, guys. If you look at the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with a decentralized app smart contract since the last 24 hours, it is 1,920. And it is definitely possible that the number of people actually using the smart contract is definitely higher than that. Maybe three times more than that or even five times more than that. Now, the second decentralized app working on Cardano is Indigo Protocol. Now, mind you guys, what I'm doing is once I go to dapradar.com, I do have the ability to go and select which blockchain protocol to connect. I have selected Cardano. And then what I tend to do is I sort it based on the dollar value. And if you look at Indigo's protocol's dollar value, since the last 24 hours, it is $636,000. And if you look at the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with decentralized app smart contract, since the last 24 hours, it is 196. The third one goes a Sunday swap. And if you look at the dollar value, it is $272,000 or roughly $273,000 to be honest. And the number of people actually using it or interacting with the smart contract is 222. And the fourth protocol causes GPG store. And if you look at it in dollar terms, it is $202,000. And if you look at the number of people interacting with it, it's 2,240. And finally, guys, the number of decentralized app working on Cardano blockchain. And if you look at the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to decentralized app smart contract over a period of time, and I'm hoping it is 24 hours, is 191,000. And if you look at the number of unique active wallets, interacting or performing transactions with decentralized app smart contract over a period of time is 249 so what do you guys think of these numbers to be honest guys if you look at blockchain protocols it is almost on the verge of touching one decade now keeping that thing in mind to be honest i do think that these numbers are absolutely scary and ridiculously low and look guys the answer is pretty simple whenever there's a new project or protocol or a new industry you need to truly understand and make a comparison with previous systems and is the new system 10x better than the previous system i definitely don't think so and that's one of the reasons why the user adoption is less now before we look at the king of all kings cars that is bitcoin in today's episode let me go ahead and explain to you one of the most interesting protocols that is clayton and to be honest one of my favorite podcasters or youtubers called as crypto Aras, he's been talking about clayton quite a lot so in today's episode let me very briefly run through what Clayton is and Clayton Gas is a technology that runs on the blockchain. So guys imagine a blockchain as a digital ledger. It is kind of like a big, secure, unchangeable notebook that records all kinds of transactions and interactions, isn't it? And Clayton's main focus is on making this blockchain technology useful for creating things in the virtual world like say games, digital arts, online markets and quite a lot more. And Clayton Gas is designed to be really fast and it can process transactions and actions 
within just one second and this is important for things like online gaming where action needs to be completed really quickly. Also guys it's important to know that once something is added to Clayton blockchain it is set in stone and can't be changed and this level of reliability is crucial for important information and valuable items making sure they stay secure and trustworthy. Now let me very briefly run through who started Clayton. First Clayton was developed by a company called Groundex which is a part of KCOW, a major mobile platform in South Korea. So this essentially means that they have a really strong support and resource behind them and Clayton's token is called as Clay but it starts with a K for Kite and Clay Gas is the currency of Clayton's system and it is used to make transactions and interact with the system and there's a set number of Clay coins and people can earn them by helping the system running smoothly and securely. So where is it that you can go out and buy and trade Clay coins? People can buy and trade Clay coins on different online platforms and some popular exchanges where you can get Clay includes Binance, BitHub and KuCoin as well. Now let me try to share ways how it's actually enhancing the virtual world because Clayton offers tools and software that makes it easier for developers to create virtual games, digital artwork in online marketplaces and other than that it also provides different parts needed for these creations like way to connect with the system, manage items and interact with users as well. Now what is it that makes Clayton unique because they have three special features that is decentralized governance, built-in scalability and ecosystem fun and so far as decentralized governance is concerned, Clayton's unique governance model guys involves a group of important companies and organizations and they call them as governance council and this group helps to make decisions on how Clayton works and grows making it both decentralized and efficient as well and so far as the built-in scalability is concerned, Clayton has a way to grow and handle more users and transactions which is important as more people use the system and finally guys so far as the fund is concerned, Clayton has set aside a large amount of money to support different projects that use its technology. So it's got to be really interesting to see what the future of Clayton is cause Clayton guys wants to improve and expand its technology to make it even more useful and powerful to creators in the virtual world and they are partnering with big companies, supporting new projects and striving to become a crucial part of the digital landscape and essentially guys Clayton is all about making it easier to build and interact with virtual worlds while being super fast secure and supported by a network of important companies so it is essentially like a digital toolbox for creators and a reliable space for people to connect and engage in the metaverse. Now look guys if you are someone into gaming or if you are trying to build something in the metaverse you definitely need to go out and check out Clayton blockchain. Now guys let's discuss the king of all kings that is bitcoin and unfortunately guys the price of bitcoin has gone down and it is currently at $29,136. And since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.61% and since the last 7 days it is down by 2.56% and look guys the SEC is going to give us some update regarding Grayscale's Bitcoin spot ETF and I'm pretty much sure because of that news the price of Bitcoin will go down further. Now could it be possible let's say in some wild circumstance on Friday the SEC does actually go and approve the first Bitcoin ETF in US. If that thing happens guys the price of Bitcoin will definitely pump up to the moon. But it's extremely unlikely that SEC will actually go out and approve the first Bitcoin spot ETF in US. Now Ethereum price is down as well and it is at $1,825 and since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.79%. Since the last 7 days it is down by 1.87%. Binance BNB coin gas once again is down by $236 and since the last 24 hours it is down by 1.64% and since the last 7 days it is down by 4.22%. And to be honest guys 2023 is definitely not looking the best year for Binance and later on in the episode we'll also go ahead and discuss why they've gone ahead and shut down one of the projects called as Binance Connect. 
And guys, what I'd really recommend you to do is when you're, let's say, looking at the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum, or any other cryptocurrencies, look at the 24-hour volume, compare the trading volume since the last 24 hours, maybe even the last 7 days, and then also check it with the 24-hour trading volume of stablecoins, and that might just give some indication if people actually are converting the Bitcoin to, let's say, stablecoins, or if they're converting the cryptocurrencies to fiat currencies, now, if they're converting the cryptocurrencies to, let's say, stablecoins, it just might give some bullish indication that people are actually believing in the cryptocurrency project. And hopefully, in the near future, once the price increases, they'll convert the stablecoins and get back into the cryptocurrencies. So, these are some of the matrix that you should be looking at. Now, guys, let's discuss some news regarding Blockstream. And look, guys, if you've been in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency space, you should know that Blockstream is, if not one of the most important companies particularly in the world of Bitcoin and maybe even cryptocurrencies and all of the updates or technical changes that do actually take place in Bitcoin in hindsight is actually done by Blockstream and as I mentioned earlier guys the CEO of Blockstream Carlos Adam Back personally I do think that he's 100% Satoshi Nakamoto because think of it guys Adam Back is a British national and when Satoshi Nakamoto made his very first transaction he did have a cryptic message and the message was addressed to the Chancellor of the Bank of England why would an American or Japanese or Chinese individual have a cryptic message to the Chancellor of the Bank of England? It does not make any sense. And if you read the Bitcoin white paper, Satoshi Nakamoto has often taken work from Adam Back's previous projects as well. Now going back to the news regarding Bitcoin mining plants, Blockstream does actually intend to buy and store ASIC mining hardware ahead of Bitcoin halving in 2024. And in an interview with Cointelegraph, Blockstream's mining sales head that is Jay Macedonia and pack the company's plan to take advantage of a huge separation in the value of Bitcoin BTC and it is looking to raise $50 million to purchase and store mining equipment that it perceives to be undervalued on secondary market and look as after the next halving, miners will be getting less rewards which means the supply is actually reducing and because of that the demand will definitely pump up to the moon and Blockstream Gas is partnering with Luxembourg's digital security marketplace called Stoko to launch the Blockstream ASIC also called as basic note and Macedonia also said that Blockstream will look to initially secure $5 million for its Series 1 basic notes, each valued at $115,000 to buy ASICs at scale and then they plan to store and then sell them back to the market as demand for hardware picks up pace in 2024. And guys, in yesterday's podcast, I did actually talk about Bitmain that is actually planning to unveil the most powerful Bitcoin mining rigs in September, the 2023 World Digital Mining Summit, now I'm pretty much sure Blockstream is definitely aware about it and most likely they might be forming some partnership with Bitmain as well, but definitely positive news and look guys, if you're someone who's working in the Bitcoin mining industry, you definitely need to go out and follow what Blockstream is doing. As a matter of fact guys, one thing which I often tell my clients is, forget about cryptocurrencies, forget about blockchain, just focus on Blockstream because what they're doing is they're focusing on Bitcoin. And guys, this narrative lightning network, not blockchain, is definitely picking up pace. So essentially with Bitcoin, guys, you can do transactions with lightning network. You can also do transactions with liquid network as well. And with liquid network, you can, let's say, have security token offerings. You can also issue NFTs, quite a lot of other. And listen, guys, if you're a developer, you definitely need to go out and read the white paper of lightning network. Also the white paper of liquid network. And just go to the website of Blockstream. Yeah, if not the most influential company in the history of Bitcoin. Now guys, let's discuss some unfortunate news and that is to do with Binance. 
and Binance has decided to shut down its buy and sell service called as Binance Connect and it was formerly known as Bitfinity and they're deciding to close it down just one year after its launch and the company actually said in a statement and the service cards will be disabled on 16th of August as Binance wants to refocus on its main products and long-term goals and this newscast was emailed to CoinDesk and to be honest guys I'm really not sure if people are going to be affected by it but let's say if you're someone who's affected by it you definitely need to go ahead and check it out in terms of how do you go ahead and get your money back and look guys 2023 is definitely not turning out to be a good year for Binance and at the same time they have definitely made some partnership and they've got some licenses as well and in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast I did talk about how Binance did actually get licensed from Dubai's Vara as well. Now it's going to be really interesting to see how 2024 turns out to be for Binance. Now guys let me go ahead and discuss some more negative news and this is to do with Prime Trust and Decrypt has actually reported that crypto custodian called Prime Trust has actually filed for bankruptcy and this is where it gets scary and interesting guys because the article says that Prime Trust made headlines when rival crypto custodian called as Bitco signed a letter of intent to acquire the company but they backed out just two weeks later on and Bitco guys did not give any reason for ending the deal as well and according to the regulators, Prime Trust had improperly used customer funds to pay withdrawals since December of 2021, definitely not ideal and they did that after losing access to some of customers' cryptocurrency wallets as well and look guys, this goes back to the very second line of Bitcoin white paper and the second line of Bitcoin white paper reads, the main benefits are lost if a central entity or central needy is required to prevent double spending and unfortunately guys Prime Trust is definitely falling for bankruptcy and according to the article guys Prime Trust currently owes over 82 million dollars to customers for missing fiat currency deposits despite having 68 million dollars in digital asset under custody definitely definitely not a good news and to be honest guys this news suggests this that makes people who are new entrants in the Bitcoin and blockchain space a massive detractor isn't it so definitely definitely not ideal now guys let's discuss some crucial information and this is all the way from Singapore and the Monetary Authority of Singapore has issued key requirements for stablecoin issuers so what I'd really recommend you to do is guys in the show notes below I've gone ahead and put out the official link by MAS that is the Monetary Authority of Singapore and the regulatory framework guys takes into account feedback received going back to October of 2022 where they had public consultation as well now it's important to note guys the key requirements for stablecoin issuers include the maintenance of adequate reserve assets to guarantee stability, a minimum capital base and liquid asset requirement to reduce the risk of insolvency. Additionally guys the regulator demands issuers to be capable of promptly returning the power value of stablecoins to holders within 5 business days upon redemption request as well as compliance with disclosure requirements and the audit results of reserve assets and look guys I'm not a fan of stablecoin issuers cause to be honest guys they actually play the role of a bank isn't it now let me go ahead and give out more bits and pieces of information cause to be honest guys this regulatory guidelines might just be adopted by other countries as well so let me go ahead and explore this news in more detail cause the monetary authority of Singapore also called as MES has created rules for stablecoins which as we know guys are digital tokens designed to keep a steady value compared to regular currencies and these rules make sure that stablecoins are safe and reliable for people to use as well and these rules apply to stablecoins that are pegged to Singaporean dollars or other major currencies and are used in Singapore and the companies making these stablecoins or stablecoin issuers need to follow some basic important rules and the first one guys is regarding stable value and the companies must keep certain assets as reserve to guarantee that the stablecoins value remains stable and they also need to keep these assets safe and have them checked regularly 
The second one is enough money and the company's cars, that is the stablecoin issuers, must have enough money to set aside to avoid running out of funds. And this will actually help reduce the risk of problems and make sure that businesses can close down smoothly if needed. And the next point, guys, is regarding quick money back. And listen, guys, if someone wants to trade the stablecoins for regular money, the companies must give them back the same value within five days. To be honest, five days is quite a lot of stretch, isn't it? The next point is guys regarding clear information and the stablecoin issuers need to tell users how the stablecoin works, what rights users have and share the results of the checks on the reverse assets as well. The mind you guys, so far as this news is concerned, only the stablecoin companies that follow all the rules can ask Monetary Authority of Singapore to approve the stablecoins as MAS regulated stablecoins and this label helps users know that these stablecoins are safe and if anyone lies about the stablecoin that is being approved by MAS, a monetary authority of Singapore, they might get in trouble and be put on a warning list. And Ms. Ho and Shin from Monetary Authority of Singapore says that these rules make stablecoin useful and trustworthy, acting as a link between regular money and digital assets, and she's encouraging stablecoin makers to prepare for these rules. Now listen guys, I'm pretty much sure other countries will literally adopt the same policies that the Monetary Authority of Singapore has issued, so definitely check it out. Now guys, let me very briefly run through some update regarding Grayscale's Bitcoin Spot ETF and the verdict on Grayscale's Bitcoin Spot ETF was expected this Tuesday but looks like it's going to be on Friday and Bitcoiners.net has actually mentioned that James Safehart, who I did actually mention in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast yesterday because he's the Bloomberg analyst and he did actually mention via Twitter and his news was circulated by all mainstream media and he was actually quite vocal about a possible decision date stating 15th of August but what he was actually was referring to was a decision in the lawsuit between Grayscale and US Security and Exchange Commission. Now really I'm not sure what the response regarding the lawsuit is because we are concerned more about the Bitcoin Spot ETF and looks like the decision on the Bitcoin Spot ETF most likely will happen on the 18th of this month which is by Friday. And look guys that news will definitely sway the price of Bitcoin either in an upward direction or in a downward direction but I definitely do think most likely it might be in the downward direction. Because to be honest, it is a bit extremely unlikely that Grayscale does go ahead and approve Bitcoin Spot ETF. On the other hand, guys, let's say if SSC does decide to go ahead and approve Grayscale's Bitcoin Spot ETF, I'm pretty much sure the price of Bitcoin might just double over the weekend, but those are just my thoughts. Now, guys, let's discuss two news from Dubai, UAE, and the Middle East. And the first news, guys, is all the way from Oman, and looks like Oman is planning to make a blockchain hub and one of the strongest in the Middle East. And Oman, guys, aims to be a leader in blockchain hub in the Middle East. And Muscat-based startup called as Exahertz secures approval for a blockchain data center project in Salala and they are backed by Exurian Capital. And guys, as I mentioned earlier, Spartan Race is having a trifecta event in Salala as well. It is if not the most beautiful place, not just in the Middle East, probably in the entire world as well. And this particular project by Exahertz is backed by Exurian Capital, Moonwalk Systems and Shimok Investment. And Exahertz leads the initiative as well and they have got government support from the Ministry of Transport, Communications and Information Technology and APSR. And the effort class focuses on infrastructure development, job creation and foreign investments and collaboration with stakeholders to leverage subrail cables from Oman's digital economy. And Exahertz CEO that is Jack Frederick Karma emphasizes blockchain significance in the digital economy. And Exahertz cars collaborates with industry leaders like Bitmain for Bitcoin mining as well. And they have a testing facility in SFZ operational since March of 2023, reinforcing their goal. And they plan to deploy 50,000 devices by 2024 with support from Tabreed Oman for cooling solutions. 
and cause this article is published via Coin Telegraph as well. So this is definitely massive news. And Moonwalk System CEO Sam Fedros in the article highlights commitment to cutting edge technology and they focus on operational efficiency and computational power optimization. And to be honest, guys, Moonwalk's rapid development in Salala is called Area 51, and the pilot project showcases innovation. And Salala's freezone CEO, that is Dr. Ali Tabrook, does actually support XR's impact on economic growth. Now, listen, guys, what I'd really recommend you to do is go to Google and just look at images of Salala. It is, if not the most beautiful places. Now, if I'm not mistaken, guys, it might be one of the only few regions in the world where the temperature is relatively consistent. 365 days a year. I might just be wrong on that, but so far as the news is concerned, guys, blockchain and crypto mining offer potential for economic growth and employment. And as we know, guys, embracing blockchain improves transactions and data security infrastructure as well. And crypto mining attracts investments and contributes to a thriving digital economy. So, definitely beautiful news. And what is also positive about this news is that the government support and industry collaboration is set to solidify Oman's blockchain hub status. So definitely beautiful news. Now guys, let's discuss some news from Abu Dhabi and it has to do with the world's largest supercomputer for artificial intelligence training. And Abu Dhabi's G42 is launching the world's largest supercomputer called as Condor Galaxy for artificial intelligence training. And Condor Galaxy guys aims to tackle challenges in healthcare, synergy and climate using artificial intelligence. And G42 collaborates with US-based artificial intelligence firm Call the Cerebral Systems for this project, and the network comprises nine interconnected supercomputers to reduce artificial intelligence model training time. And the first computer, called the Condor Galaxy One, also called a CG One, has four exaflops capacity and 54 million cores. And CG Two and CG Three supercomputers is planned to launch for the US as early as 2024. And guys, the UAE's National Artificial Intelligence Plan supports artificial intelligence for productivity enhancement across sectors and G42 GAS is involved in artificial intelligence applications in healthcare, smart cities, energy transitions and quite a lot of other and Condor Galaxy 1 GAS is operational in California and G42 scientists are using pioneering AI models and the partnership GAS aims to expand to a network of 9 interconnected 4 exablocks artificial intelligence supercomputers and GAS supercomputers are crucial for demanding tasks like medicine development and weather forecast as well. And GAS, listen, I was watching an interview with Joe Rogan where the guest was actually talking about that let's say in the near future once you have quantum computing and using artificial intelligence, could it be possible that you might be caught and extend a lifespan as well? So definitely feel free to check it out. And in that episode, guys, they were talking about the test which usually takes let's say a few hours with quantum computing and artificial intelligence we might get the results immediately and because of that, we might be able to create medicines, we might be able to increase our healthcare the very same time as well. So definitely powerful news. And guys, even Google and NVIDIA have partnered to build AT supercomputers for machine learning and artificial intelligence. And G42 guys is backed by a giant company called Smobidala and they conduct fundamental and applied artificial intelligence research as well. And Cerebra's G42 partnership advances artificial intelligence model in bilingual chat, healthcare and climate studies and global generative artificial intelligence market guys is projected to reach $188.62 billion by 2030 and as we know artificial intelligence is a top technology trend with global impact investors from various sectors and G42 has Silver Lake investment and they aim to simplify artificial intelligence model distribution as well 
and artificial intelligence adoption is definitely surging globally and Cerebras and G42 are forging a significant partnership in transformation. Now the big question is guys, how can blockchain and cryptocurrency merge with this particular news? And I can literally think of six areas. The first one is let's say decentralized artificial intelligence. The second one is tokenized models. The third one is data security. The fourth one is smart contracts. The fifth one guys is research funding. And finally guys the sixth one is what about artificial intelligence trading bots. So let me give you one line of these points. Now so far as decentralized finance is concerned, using blockchain for decentralized artificial intelligence trading, we can maybe reward contributors with cryptocurrency tokens. And so far as the token models is concerned, we can maybe tokenize AI models trained on supercomputer enabling trading with cryptocurrencies. And so far as security is concerned guys, blockchain as we know ensures data privacy and integrity of artificial intelligence training data sets with crypto compensation as well. And this whole notion about smart contracts what we can do is we can automate agreements and payments for artificial intelligence research via blockchain-based smart contract and regarding funding is concerned funding artificial intelligence projects through cryptocurrency-based tokens can definitely expand investment opportunities and finally guys train artificial intelligence on the supercomputer for cryptocurrency market analysis and automated trading and quite a lot of other so those are my thoughts and opinion on it guys and that's about all guys on crypto and coffee date from blockchain dxv in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxv.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxv.com. And also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. Now for the next few minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DX. We are listening to the Ask Me Anything series where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. I have a question by Surrender who asks, is it profitable to get into Bitcoin mining now? Now to be honest, Surrender, this is not financial advice. And personally, I don't think so it is profitable to get into Bitcoin mining now. Because if you look at the mining cost and if you look at the economies of scale, you need to have millions of dollars, maybe even billions of dollars to get into the Bitcoin mining game. And to be honest, Surrender, it is a matter of risk. If your business is in a position to go and withstand risk for a very long period of time, now mind you, there is a Bitcoin halving taking place next year. This does not necessarily mean that the price of Bitcoin will definitely bump up. You need to understand that the whole world is in the anticipation that once the Bitcoin mining halving kicks in, the price of Bitcoin will 100% bump up. Could it be possible that notorious sectors, and I'm talking about some of the Bitcoin whales, some of the multi-billionaires are aware about it, and they go out and try to manipulate the market in the Bitcoin world, in cryptocurrency world, absolutely possible. And again, you know, Surrender, I don't want to give out any financial advice. Personally, I wouldn't be getting involved in Bitcoin mining now. But let's say if you were already in the industry, then I would definitely be someone who'd be willing to go out and invest more funds to go out and get the best mining rig facilities. Because when the price of Bitcoin actually pumps up, I'll definitely go out and sell it. And the nature of Bitcoin mining industry is such Surrender. You might, let's say, take a loan, let's say for $100 million. You are anticipating profits, let's say, two years down the line or three years down the line, 
But the mining industry works in such a way that there might be some liquidity factors or criteria beyond which, despite the fact that you're going to get profits, your business might be liquidated. And that is exactly what did actually take place in the last quarter of 2022. And a lot of the Bitcoin mining industries did go completely belly up. Now, if you're under the assumption that the price of Bitcoin will definitely reach the new all-time high in 2024, these companies will definitely survive. But knowing the liquidity nature and knowing how Bitcoin gains do trend to manipulate the price, that is a massive risk. Now, what I do think is that some state actors can definitely get into the Bitcoin mining game or could it be possible, let's say we work on a semi-government where a private company bodges with the government and then gets into the Bitcoin mining game. But again, it's not guaranteed that the price of Bitcoin will definitely pump up to the moon. What if there is a completely new protocol and look at what WorldCoin has done. They've completely shattered not just the artificial intelligence space, but also the cryptocurrency space. And if you look at the number of funding that they've got, it is absolutely humongous. So you also need to be aware of things that is going on beyond the Bitcoin cryptocurrency and artificial intelligence space. And one thing which I did allude to in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast is there are two factors which is taking place. The first one I can think of is let's say the US election that would directly or indirectly will significantly have an impact on the price of the global cryptocurrency market and the price of finance as well. And there are also talks about World War Three kicking in. And what I'd really recommend you to do is follow Robert Kennedy Jr. And he's been posting some really powerful messages via Twitter as well. Now keeping all these things in mind, Surrender, personally I wouldn't be getting into Bitcoin mining at least for now. But this is definitely not financial advice. But if you do want to get in touch or need some information, you can definitely shoot up an email. And my email is info at blockchaindxb.com. And that's about all guys. If you ask me anything, see you some blockchain DXB. And in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com. And also check out my other website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button, give it a five-star rating, and share the word across. And remember guys, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. We have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And after a series of episodes on the Crypto and Coffee Date works, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series. The your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye-bye.